Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, this is the Relunchables Podcast. I'm Jordan Holzer. In each episode, we'll be breaking down another 90s, early 2000s kids movie. I am not alone. Each episode, I'll be having on special guests to help me relive my childhood. This is a bonus episode in which I bring on one of the stars of Full Court Miracle, David Sazant. You may also know him from Mean Girls. If you love these 90s, early 2000s movies like I do, please leave us a rating or review. Five stars only. I hate self-promotion as much as the next, but it really helps spread the word about the podcast and continue to allow us to bring on incredible guests. So let's get into my interview with one of these incredible guests, David Sazant. And just because I love hearing it, let's play the Disney Channel original movie, Intro Music. We are now joined by one of the stars of Full Court Miracle, David Cezant, and apologize if I butcher your last name, please correct me. Uh, David, thank you so much for joining the Relunchables podcast. No worries. Thanks for having me. It's Cezant, by the way. Cezant. Uh, Got it. Yeah. Uh, I'm curious, you know, how did you get started acting as a kid? Um, so I think with most kids that get into it I think it starts kind of like at the elementary school level where you kind of just take a liking to it and um, my teachers must have kind of kept talking to my parents about you got to put this kid into acting you know he enjoys public speaking he enjoys this that and the other thing and so I ended up in recreational theater and then the director of these plays ended up becoming a talent agent Hmm. and kind of picked and chose the kids in her theater group that she wanted to represent and I kind of just ended up being one of those kids. Oh wow. Uh, and you were growing up where at the time? Uh, I'm from Toronto, Ontario. I'm born and raised in Toronto. Oh that's awesome. Uh, and I'm curious, did you have any affinity to the Disney Channel original movies growing up? Was Full Court Miracle your first exposure to the films? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean I was, I guess, it came out in 2003. I was about 17 when it came out. So I must have been 16, 17 when I shot it. Um, to be perfectly honest, and this is going to date me quite a bit, I, when, I, when I was shooting it, I, I don't really even remember seeing too many of these Disney Channel movies. Hmm. Um, you know, so I didn't really know what to expect. Um, and then um, we shot it. We shot it under a different name. And uh, they changed the name only in post, really. They, they changed the name after we shot it. Oh, wow. Do you remember what that working title was or no? Uh, the working title was called Lamont's Maccabees. And ah. um, so the coach in the movie was Lamont Carr. And they basically, because in the movie, they tie it into, you know, Old Testament stuff. And so I think the working title was called Lamont's Maccabees and they changed it later on. Did you know anything that it was based on a true story when you had uh, signed up to do it? Um 
if I had not known by the time I got the part, we found out shortly after. Uh, because in the end, while we were shooting, they brought the real Lamont Carr in. So we were working with Lamont Carr, uh, which was crazy. He did not hold back as far as his basketball drills. <laughs> um, but yeah, we, we knew and uh, it was exciting. That's awesome. Out of all the Disney Channel original movies, Full Court Miracle was really the one that spoke to me as a young Jewish kid growing up in New York and kind of realizing I was never going to play in the NBA. Uh, watching that movie and seeing this, you know, ragtag group of kids being coached by this, you know, semi-professional player and, and making it to the big game was the closest that I was going to get. I'm curious, what was your childhood like? Did you grow up playing basketball? Um, you know, did you go to services? Are you Jewish? Uh, what kind of experience did you have? So uh, I am Jewish, um, more so culturally as opposed to religiously. Um, I like to say I'm Jewish, um, <laughs> but that's not mine. I totally took that from the OC. Um, and I grew up kind of like, I felt like I was almost kind of living two lives. I grew up playing sports with my friends uh, in elementary school and in high school, but you know, on the other hand, I was auditioning for film and TV during the evenings. Um, so I, I never played basketball. I'm, I'm a short guy, uh, but I did grow up playing baseball. Um, and yeah, it was kind of like a 50-50 thing, sports and acting. And then in the end, I, you know, I kind of chose acting. Gotcha. So it was like a real life uh, high school musical there. I don't know if you ever saw that one, but uh, mixed between both worlds. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, it was a weird one. I, I remember, you know, if I was shooting, you know, a TV show, a commercial or a movie, and then came back to school that day, and I may have still had some makeup on my face, just, you know, just so people look kind of normal on camera. I remember that was weird for people. They didn't really understand that, that acting world I was living in. But it was, uh, you know, it was the best. Do you remember anything about the shoot itself, uh, working with, you know, Alex Linz and some of the other kids and Richard Jones? Uh, what, do you, what do you have memories of that set? Um, I remember meeting everybody at the table read, at the initial table read, and uh, seeing Alex's headshot on the wall uh, before we met anybody for me was pretty cool. I mean, I remember those old school movies that Alex shot as a kid, like Max Keeble's Big Move. Oh yeah. He was the kid in Home Alone 3. Um, I think he was in One Fine Day. He played George Clooney's kid. Like at the time, you know, that was, that was pretty exciting. Uh, Linda Cash was attached to it. Linda Cash was the Philadelphia cream cheese angel. You see her <laughs> on TV all the time playing Alex's mom. Um, I, Richie, I didn't really know then. I found out later how successful he was. But uh, yeah, it was it was a pretty great group of people. And in between when the movie was filmed and then it was released, did you kind of just go back on auditions? You know, were you just kind of living as a normal kid? And then once the movie was released, I don't know what the reception of these movies were in Toronto. I could speak only for you know, where I was in, in the United States. And, you know, these pretty much changed the game. Everybody at school was talking about it. Did you get a lot of notoriety going back to school after the film was ultimately released on Disney Channel? Not full court. Um, I, I found that 
people only really started gravitating to Full Court Miracle years after it came out. I think, at least in Toronto uh, and and in my community, um, you know, I did some I did some parts after Full Court that even though they were much smaller, they gained a lot more attention. Uh, but Full Court Miracle, I really only started hearing about as far as reception went years after. Gotcha. And then with the advent of Disney Plus and all these films being widely available, have you seen a resurgence for Full Court Miracle? Have you gone back and watched it yourself recently? I haven't gone back to watch it. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I, I've seen bits and pieces of it over the years. Um, I find that during the Christmas Hanukkah time, it's, it normally finds its way on TV. Uh, and then I'll get, I'll, de- I'll get text messages, I'll get Facebook posts, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll get all that. Um, but as far as a resurgence, I'm not a Disney Plus subscriber myself, uh, but I know it's on there. Sure. And I would regret not having you on and, and not talking about, of course, we kind of alluded to your role in, in Mean Girls. I know you played that Marymount prep captain of the mathletes there that went head to head with Lindsay Lohan. Uh, what is it like being a part of that? It has definitely probably one of the most cold followings out of any film. Uh, you must be all proud to be part of a movie like that. Yeah, I mean, in retrospect, it was very cool. Um, I remember when I was auditioning for it uh, and my agent told me I was going out for a movie called Mean Girls. And <laughs> it's kind of like, I have no idea what's in store. All I know is, is that there are maybe like two lines that my character is going to have in this thing. And I went in for the audition knowing that I wanted this character, very, very small character, to be super eager, very keen, kind of nebbish. And um, I, the director, Mark Waters, was in the audition room. And as the reader was prompting me for my line, I must have been so eager that I started jumping their lines. And I came in earlier than I should have, totally botched it. But <laughs> Mark must have viewed that as either funny or quirky or that's kind of what we're looking for so I kind of think I got it by accident but um but it was it was I mean it was fun to be there for a couple of days it was fun to work with Tina for a couple of days it was fun to you know just to be with these people that you've grown up watching when you shot it and even when it came out could you imagine the legacy that it would have decades later um no, I don't think, I mean, it was such a small part, one, but two, you, you kind of never do. You kind of never really know. I mean, you know, you're, you're on set and you're thinking, okay, so I'm in a scene with Lindsay Lohan. I'm in a movie with Rachel McAdams and Lacey Chabert and all of these people that are likely going to turn the movie into something big. But, you know, I'm a Jewish kid from Toronto who auditioned for this movie with two lines and I was fortunate enough to be there. And then when it, when it came out, that's when things got a little weird for a little while. <laughs> yeah. I'm curious, you know, you kind of, I don't know if it was, you know, decision, your just interest change, what kind of led you out of acting and pursuing, you know, other, other areas? So, uh, yeah, that's an interesting question. So, um, being in Canada, we're normally quite reliant on the American dollar to see how much opportunity is going to be here, how many American production companies are going to come north and shoot. Now, the Canadian content, I find, is 
a little bit stronger, a little bit better. But then um, we were, and still are, I think in many ways, quite reliant on, on whether it's cost effective for them to come here and shoot. When the dollar was really bad in Canada, it made it less expensive for Hollywood and New York and whoever, whichever production company it was to come north and, and shoot. They were saving a bunch of money. I'm sure the tax credits in Ontario were a lot better back in the day. And uh, that's since changed. And I found that um, I really wasn't auditioning as much as I would have liked to anymore. Uh, the iron was hot. I was working, but there really wasn't the opportunity to continue auditioning. And it just got to the point where I think you know, I, I made the decision, you know what, maybe one day, one day I'll, I'll come back and, and it's what I'm going to do. But for now, I need to learn other things because I need to, I need to prepare myself for a future without acting if need be. Hmm. Did you have any aspirations as a kid of maybe moving to Los Angeles and trying to, you know, go full time into this career or no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought about that a lot. Um, a family friend of mine is, um, is another agent in Toronto who does very, very well. And uh, I really just wanted to pick her brain about, you know, what my future could be as, um, as a Canadian actor. And I remember the one thing she said to me that, that I held on to, among other things, but one of these things was, do not go to LA unless they're asking for you. Hmm. Um, you know, you have all these Canadians that make some pilgrimage to LA for pilot season and they all come back and then they all go back year after year. And a lot of these people go there, you know, romanticizing the idea of moving to LA to become an actor, but she's such a successful agent. She's seen it time and time again, unless they're calling for you and asking for your name, kind of stay put and see what you can do up here first. Gotcha. And I, yeah, we see that all the time with all these people flocking to LA and they're taking jobs as waiters and kind of all these, you know, flexible jobs, just hoping, you know, the right casting call and they're kind of found. But ultimately, I don't need to tell you the numbers are pretty low in terms of success. I'm sure my listeners are curious as to what you're up to now. Are you still acting even for fun? Um, you know, where did your professional pursuits ultimately take you? So as far as acting goes, I'm always acting at the recreational level and doing a lot of theater. I'm doing some short films when I can. Um, a lot of universities that specialize in drama, you know, give their students wonderful opportunities to make short films. Uh, so I did one last year, which is a lot of fun, but uh, mostly theater, a lot of musical theater. Um, because the plan is, if I'm being perfectly honest, the plan is down the line to to get back into it, whether it's from an acting standpoint, a producing standpoint, maybe a legal standpoint. Um, as far as what I'm doing right now, uh, I'm, a, I'm a civil litigator in Toronto. Uh, you know, I went to law school when I was, I remember I was working in a, in a gastro pub a beer bar and it was great. Um, but when I was kind of serving and bartending and not really auditioning, I kind of made the decision to go to law school. Um, and that's what I did. And right now I'm, I'm litigating. Making Jewish mothers proud, right? That's it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, David, I can't thank you enough for your time. I just had five quick rapid fire questions if you're ready. Yeah. Are there any uh, TV shows you're currently binging during this quarantine? Oh my God. Uh, I don't think there are, I don't think there are too many times that I could watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Uh, I think Brooklyn Nine-Nine is one of the best comedies on TV, but I'm also just a big fan of Mike Schur and everything he does. Um, oh gosh, there are a bunch, but uh, they're not coming to mind. I'm going to have to go with Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Have you watched Tiger King yet? 
Uh, I've watched up until I think the end of episode five of Tiger, Tiger King. This is just a bunch of super, super <laughs> weird people. Uh, none of them are better than the other. It's just a weird underbelly of an industry that I know nothing about. <laughs> I'm sure I'll watch the last three episodes, but it was a little weird for me. I had to turn it off. Did uh, Carol Baskin kill her husband? Totally. <laughs> uh, is there a player in the NBA or MLB or, you know, someone you kind of modeled your game or look up to as a kid? Um, I remember when we were shooting full court, I, to be, to be honest, I was never a huge basketball fan, but, uh, when we were, b before we started shooting full court, um, Alan Iverson was attached to the project and he really? was, yeah. And, uh, you'll, you know, you'll see in the movie that, uh, the basketball player they feature is Jerome Williams. Uh, part of that is obviously they were shooting in Toronto. He was a Raptor at the time. Uh, it was easier for them to get him. I think they initially attached Allen Iverson, but he, uh, he must've backed out. He must've left. Um, so working with JYD was super cool. So having that emotional connection there, uh, yeah, he was, uh, he was my dude for a while. Yeah. Jerome Williams, junkyard dog. Uh, what is, I know we talked about, you know, Disney Channel original movies, but what was your favorite just kids movie growing up? Oh, I was just talking about this with my girlfriend like last night or two nights ago. Uh, I asked if she had ever seen Hook and she said no. <laughs> and Hook's got to be one of my favorite childhood movies of all time. Nice. And, uh, you know, last one, if Disney Channel approached you about maybe doing a sequel to Full Court Miracle, maybe your character is now, you know, a teacher at the Hebrew school, maybe the rabbi, maybe the basketball coach, would you sign up to be in it? Uh, I mean, <laughs> I would love to, I mean, but just pragmatically, you know, with life and, you know, I, I would definitely have to quit my job. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that'd be, that'd be fun. Yeah, for sure. Uh, David, I cannot thank you enough for coming on the Relunchables podcast. I really appreciate your time. No worries, man. Thank you so much for having me. I would like to thank my guest, David Sazant, for coming on the podcast we are going to do about 20 or so Disney Channel original movies, so if you have any suggestions, please email us at therelunchables at gmail.com. Even if you want Xenon or even a deep cut like True Confessions or Miracle in Lane 2, please let us know. Our next episode, I'm going to keep it a bit of a mystery, so stay tuned. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.